the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to today's edition of The Plumb Line, brought to you by Reasons for Hope, training and equipping a new generation to stand boldly on the Word of God. You can find information about them at r4h.com. That's the letter R, then F-O-R-H.com. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph, and thanks for tuning in as I continue my visit with Jeremy Wiles of Soul Refiner, the creator of the Conquer series, and we continue to discuss pornography from a biblical worldview. You'll want to stay tuned for this important discussion. You can reach me anytime via email at theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Remember, Plum has a B at the end of it, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Life can be tough, and sometimes we all need a helping hand. That's where Integrity Counseling Group comes in. At Integrity, we're not just counselors. We're your companions on the journey of healing. We believe in restoring connections with yourself, with your loved ones, and with your faith. With three welcoming locations in Mission Valley, Carlsbad, and San Marcos, plus convenient telehealth services across California, we're right by your side, San Diego. Visit us at integritycounselinggroup.com or call us anytime at 760-283-7000. 760-283-7000. The Plumb Line is a listener-supported radio ministry, and without your support, it would not exist. You can reach out to me to learn how to support by emailing theplumblineradio at gmail.com. Now, I've partnered with like-minded ministries to grow God's kingdom and spread His gospel. And Proverbs Payments is a Christian credit card processing company who is kingdom-focused instead of profit-focused. They've partnered with The Plumb Line to help me grow the show into various markets across the country. They offer all the latest payment technology for all types of businesses. Churches, ministries, and schools are typically 50% less than PayPal and most other merchant service providers. They also work with for-profit businesses, and they average 2%, including everything. When you sign up with Proverbs Payments, they tithe an ongoing percentage of profits made to the plumb line in order to help spread the gospel of Jesus via radio. So I'm greatly thankful for those who convert to Proverbs Payments for their business or ministry's credit card processing. You can reach them at ProverbsPayments.com or call them at 480-529-1414. 480-529-1414. And let them know you heard about them on The Plumb Line. You're tuned into The Plumb Line. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph. I'm joined today by Jeremy Wiles, filmmaker and founder and CEO of Soul Refiner. And we've been talking about pornography from a biblical worldview. And the Bible makes this one very clear. Some of the issues we delve into on the plumb line, uh, you know, maybe aren't quite as clear. We have to really dig deeply into God's Word to see and just what does God have to say about this particular matter. But uh, pornography, as I've said uh, a few times, dozens and dozens of verses that make it abundantly clear 
that it is uh, sin, it is sexual immorality, and there are lots of verses that talk about fleeing from sexual immorality, and that's something that we need to do. And we're going to talk in the next uh, couple of segments about how we do that. How do we flee from sexual immorality? Because it sounds simple enough, but it is not. As, as most things in the Scriptures, they may sound a lot easier than they actually are to accomplish. So uh, we'll get into that in a second. But Jeremy, I want to start off by pointing out the obvious here, in the sense we've already kind of talked about this, but you can be a true follower of Jesus Christ and still struggle with pornography, right? Well, grace covers our sins, but it doesn't take away our problems. So you have to renew your mind. And when you become a Christian, you've got things you say and, and things you do, actions you take that you hope you left behind. But there's not a magical switch when you become a Christian that says, I don't do those things anymore. And so it's a renewal of the mind, and that's a process that takes time. You have to renew your mind. And that's why Paul in Romans 7 says, the very thing I don't want to do is what I do. It takes time, and it's a process. And so salvation and sanctification are not the same thing. Salvation is instantaneous. Sanctification takes time. And we have to help men and women walk through the process of sanctification, this refining of our thoughts, our ways, our actions, our beliefs that drive behavior. Because Jesus wasn't concerned with behavior modification. He was concerned concerned with heart transformation. When we talk about the heart, it's the flesh, particularly the limbic part of the brain, which is this deep instinctual subconsciously programmed part of the mind that we live from. 90% of our decisions are made from that part of the brain. The things I do, I don't want to do. That's where that comes from. How do we program that part of the mind? That takes time. It takes intentionality. And you have to be present. I mean, you have to live in those boundaries, right? Uh, That's a complicated process for someone who's just living moment to moment and they're reacting instead of living in the presence of God. Mm, yeah. You know, I'm going to kind of take that question that I just asked you and flip it around maybe and, and ask it this way. And that is, I talk about how you can be a Christian and still struggle with this, but can you not be a Christian and beat this? And um, I'll say a little bit more before I have you answer that. But to me, even though there is the brain science, the brain component, there is the obvious aspect that this is sin and there's a, a spiritual war going on here. First off, to even want beat pornography, to even have a desire to get out of it, it seems to me you have to have a, a connection with Christ. You need to acknowledge that this is wrong and that God doesn't want me to live this way, and so you've got to be drawn to Christ. He, he draws people to himself, and I believe that as he draws people, he, he also wants them to get out of the sin that they're in. So pose that question again. Can you actually beat this without being a Christian? You can live sober without being a Christian, but still unforgiven. So you can live in a way that you're not acting out. You've mustered up enough willpower, kind of like, you know, what they do in Alcoholics Anonymous, which was actually started by a Christian guy, is they say that you're, you're an alcoholic for life. I don't believe that Jesus came and died on a cross only for you to be labeled, or for me to be labeled as an addict for the rest of my life. I think that he died so that I'm free, free indeed. And so 
you cannot be acting out. You cannot be doing these things, but I don't believe that there's total freedom in that your soul has found joy and total freedom from that sin. I think it's just under the surface. You may have enough boundaries and things in your life that hold it together so that you don't return to the alcohol or you don't return to the pornography, but there's no true freedom. There's definitely no true freedom. When you're rewiring your brain through Christ and you're rewiring your thoughts directed towards him and healing those wounded areas in your past that often set men up to act in these horrific ways through pornography and adulteries, then you're reprogramming yourself in a way to latch onto Christ and to your wife. And because Jesus designed marriage to grow us up, he uses marriage to heal this part of our, our lives. And so on the surface, you're not free if you're not a Christian, but you may live a sober life. In other words, you're a dry drunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you probably surmised this on your own. The reason that I wanted to bring that up is that we never know who's tuning in here. And there might be someone thinking, oh, this is all great, but I can beat this on my own. You know, I don't need uh, Jesus. I don't need others to help me. And the, in the last segment, in just a, a couple moments here, we're going to get into how that's, that's not true. You need all those helps, all those tools and, and people involved. But I really wanted to bring that up because I wanted to say that, hey, if you are maybe sensing in your spirit as you listen to this broadcast, that, yeah, I think there is something wrong. You're, you're causing me to realize there is something wrong in my life when I'm seeking out pornography uh, every day or even if it's once a week. doesn't matter how often. Uh, there's something, something wrong with that. But you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You don't really grasp or understand uh, the Scripture uh, that we've been refer the scriptures that we've been referring to. Well, then this program is uh, brought uh, directly by God to you. This is one of His ways of drawing you near to Him, and um, we want to make it a practice to share the gospel very clearly in every one of these broadcasts. And so, I'll tell you uh, straight to the one listening in now who does not have Jesus uh, in his or her life that He wants you. He came. He went to the cross. He lived a sinless, perfect life and went to the cross taking your sin upon himself, and his blood was spilled for you. He went through the most violent, gruesome death imaginable crucifixion on the cross to take your punishment upon himself. He took what you deserve, and he bore that for you. And then he rose from the dead victorious over sin and death, and he reigns uh, eternally in one day. Uh, you can live with him. You can spend eternity with him, as I will, as Jeremy will. That's the great news of the gospel. All we need to do is believe. So we put our faith in him. It's by grace you're saved through faith. There's no striving or effort needed. It's by his grace through faith. And so that is a super brief explanation. And uh, what I'm going to do here, Jeremy, is give uh, my email again, because if someone's hearing that and they need a little bit more and say, I don't know that I really grasp what you're talking about, email me. Uh, There is no email that I want to receive more than the one saying, I want to know how to be saved, how to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And uh, that email is theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Again, Plum has a B in it, P-L-U-M-B, so the Radio at gmail.com. And I will certainly get back to you right away if you reach out with that need for salvation in your life. So there, I can also add, you know, I think that most unbelievers, non-believers would agree that the opposite of addiction 
is sobriety. I think that's what they would say. The opposite of addiction is sobriety. It's not. The opposite of addiction is not sobriety. It's connection. And God wired us for intimacy. Mm. When we seek out synthetic intimacy in the form of pornography, it's the worship of idols. And our idols make us feel safe and protected. They help us soothe our feelings, calm us down. They bring temporary pleasure. God does not seek your temporary pleasure. And this is this is the center point of understanding sobriety from a Christian perspective. Mm-hmm. God does not seek your temporary pleasure, but rather to move you into deep communion with him. He wants connection. And he wants you to connect with your spouse in a truly intimate way, revealing all of your wounds and weaknesses. And you can only do that with Christ in the center of it. So mm-hmm. without Christ, there is no freedom. There may be sobriety, but there's no freedom. With Christ, there's sobriety and connection and freedom. That's the difference. Mm, amen. Those are um, words of truth uh, straight from the Word of God, from God himself, and I appreciate uh, those thoughts, Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy Wiles is my guest here, and uh, we're going to have one more segment yet on the plumb line, and uh, I do want you to stick around because that's where we're going to get into some of the practical uh, practicality, some of the steps necessary if you really want to overcome um, not only pornography addiction, but really any addiction. This will apply to any addiction, any habitual sin that we struggle with. And so stick around here on the plumb line. Support for the Plumline Radio Ministry is provided by Lori Hammer, functional nutritional therapy practitioner and neuronutrition expert. Lori specializes in brain balancing and hormone health. Whether you're struggling with anxiety, depression, brain injury, or hormone disruption, Lori is the practitioner for you. She sees a wide variety of clients throughout the world, virtually or in person. You can find more information about Lori at lorihammer.com. That's L-A-U-R-I-E hammer.com. Support for The Plumb Line is provided by these fine business sponsors, Abundant Life Landscape, your irrigation repair specialist. Call them at 619-277-2410. And by Charles McLucas, Jr., founder and CEO of Charitable Trust Administrators, Inc. Learn about the benefits of a charitable remainder trust at ctai-ca.com. You're tuned into the Plum Line. My name is Jay Rudolph, and I'm joined by Jeremy Wiles, who is the founder and CEO of Soul Refiner. He's a filmmaker, and Soul Refiner is really all about filmmaking. It is, in essence, cinematic videos that are effective for discipleship and small group studies and things like that. And uh, we haven't had time here to get into all the different videos that are there that are great for individual or small group use. But you can go to soulrefiner.com. You can check that out. And boy, there are just lots of great videos to partake in. One of those is the Conquer series, and that's what we've been focusing our time on. And Jeremy, for this segment, I want to spend some time just kind of on the practical nature here, because after listening to this intently, as hopefully many have been. There may be many out there who are wanting to know, well, what do I do from here? Well, first off, they can go to soulrefiner.com and get signed up for the Conquer Series. It's one of those things that you can participate in as part of an online group, if maybe you prefer to do that that way. Some of it's for the anonymity and things that they might prefer to do it that way. Or across the country, there are local groups that have the Conquer Series available too, and you can find out more about that uh, at soulrefiner.com. But there's 
there's a lot of steps to this, but start to walk us through if someone, you know, finally realizes or recognizes they need to do something about this. They can't do it on their own. What do they do? What steps do they take? Sure. I can tell you what not to do, which is sit around and think about not doing it. In other words, mustering up enough willpower each day that says, hey, if I just have more strength and willpower and I promise myself I won't do that again, then I won't do it. Adding resistance only escalates the tension your body experiences. And at some point, willpower fails because it's finite. It doesn't go on forever. You have a limited supply of that. And so you have to ask yourself, you know, if you could fix this problem, wouldn't, wouldn't you have already fixed it? Because if you think willpower alone will fix it, then, then you would have already moved past step one, which is breaking the denial structures you have in your life, which says, um, I can stop at any time. Or if I just muster up enough strength, then I won't do that again. You have to get to a place where you fully surrender to Jesus Christ and you say, I am powerless. I am in need of a savior and I must begin to trust in him and his word to save me. His word says, confess your sins one to another that you might be healed. That means you need accountability. And so we have three major principles that we use in the Conquer series among dozens of tools. But the three major principles are, number one, break the denial. Get to a place in your life that says, I try to stop, I can't. Every time I act out and I do this thing, I promise myself I won't do it, and then I'm right back to it. You return to the sin. The second thing is understanding the addictive cycle. Typically, what we see is men, they make these commitments, they promise they won't do it, they go and act out. And before they do that, they, they go through a series of, or a sequence of, of things. I won't go into detail, but we've been able to pin it down to, you can actually predict a relapse up to about 21 days before it happens. And so they go through these, these, these things um, in their life that if you're present about, you'll start to recognize and say, oh man, look at that. I'm, I, I think I'm going down this, this path. I'm about to, to do something stupid. And so, in the Cocker series, we walk through, we walk men through this process to identify what those things are in your life. And so understanding the addictive cycle, you go through the, this ritual pattern of kind of like winding up, right? You're, you, you, you react, you go to, um, go to your, your idol pornography. And then right after that, you feel shame. And when the shame starts to wear off, um, you go back to your idol again. And it's this addictive cycle. That's just the basis of it. It's really in-depth. And then the third thing is accessing the wound. you got to discover what is setting you up to act out, what beliefs about yourself and God are driving the behavior. And so we go deep into what limbic lies you have in your, in your way of thinking that are fueling this, this belief in your in your life that you need to medicate um, these deep wounds that you have. And so guys say, well, I don't have any wounds. Well, why are you acting out? Well, I'm acting out because I'm attracted to this stuff. Really? Well, let's break that down. And so I've worked with a lot of guys to uncover what's really driving the behavior. And if you're peeling back layers, it's like the onion where you peel it back and the deeper you go, the worse it gets. 
that sanctification, it hurts. It makes your eyes water. And so they don't realize how those wounds that happen at a very young age when the brain was like wet cement, very um, elastic and impressionable, when the brain is at a young age, under six and up to 13, you can, if you're wounded, the enemy, Satan, will plant lies about how you see the world, how you, he thinks you should see the world, how you relate to God, how you relate to others, and how you see yourself. And so if that happens at a young age, you'll carry those beliefs with you through your entire life. And part of the process of finding freedom from this grip, this pornography in your life, is breaking that original lie. You've got to go back and say, how did this happen? Why, at a young age, did I start to go down this path? Oh, pornography was like a way of escape because this was going on in my life. And I found this thing, masturbation, pornography, whatever it is, acting out, and it helped me cope with life. And that was the thing I could go to at 6, 10, 12, 15, 20 years old. And it was there with me all, all along the way. It was my little idol, and I just kept it in my pocket. And anytime I needed it, I'd pull that thing out, and I would, I would use it to make myself feel better. I relied on that. It was a program behavior that I learned to utilize to make life a little bit easier. It goes back to the lie. You've got to go back to the original lie that set you up to begin with that said, you need this thing to cover up this big wound. Most of guys, most of women who are addicted have that deep limbic lie. We call it limbic because it's the part of the brain that registers deep emotional thought, your subconscious thinking. So you got to go back. You got to heal that part of your life. And then you can start to reprogram your, your mind and leave these beliefs of lies that you may have about yourself or or about God and start to film, uh, start to form limbic truths. Who does God say I am? How does God see me? Not just what does God say I'm going to do, but how does he see me? What does he say about me? And you'll, you'll realize over time that he was there with you every step of the way. And when you get to that point where you discover this savior who's been chasing you all of these years, she's been calling you out. He's been calling you out. You remember the story of the woman who was bleeding for 12 years and she touched the robe of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And at that moment she was healed and Jesus was crowded. He was on his way to heal the daughter of Jarius, who was a synagogue leader, and she was dying. And Jesus stops. It's like an ambulance stopping on the way to the hospital. He stops and says, who touched me? And his disciples are like, well, Jesus, there's a big crowd here. There's a lot of people around you. They're pushed up against you. Um, and you ask, who touched you? And, and the scripture says, he's looking around asking, who touched me? Who touched me? In that moment, now think about the context of what's going on here. You got this woman 
who's been bleeding for 12 years. She spent all of her money on doctors. That's what the Bible says. She's unclean. And here she is touching this holy man who would become ritually unclean if he weren't the Messiah. And so she's now trembling with fear, thinking, oh my goodness, the whole town is here. They're going to find out that I'm unclean and I just touched this guy. And I'm going to be persecuted for this. And so she's in this true catch-22 double bind of her life, but Jesus doesn't stop. Who touched me? Who touched me? And finally, she, it says she came to him trembling and fell at his feet and confesses. And here's Jesus. He's looking down at this woman. He could have been filled with anger, chastised her, rebuked her for what she did. She's unclean. She touched him. And instead, he responds with daughter. Daughter. He calls her daughter. Your faith has made you clean. (laughs) Of all things he could say, he reforms her identity because she had lived for 12 years as this outcast, someone who was bleeding, who was unclean. She's lived a life of shame. And he's calling her out. He's calling courage out of her. He's calling bravery. Come forth and identify yourself. That's powerful. And we have to get to a place like that in our lives where we say, God, I hear you calling me. I'm coming out. I'm coming out with courage. And I'm coming out standing on your promises that you will set me free. And in you, I will be healed. Mm-hmm. Such a good uh, story to refer to from the scriptures there. And um, hey, it goes well with the, this show closed music, too. That, uh, <laughs> that's my bold, <laughs> courageous open goes well with that testimony. <laughs> Jeremy Wiles, my uh, guest here. And uh, man, uh, there is so much more that I'd like to talk about. So I guess that guarantees we're going to visit again here sometime, Jeremy. So <laughs> thanks for being on. Let's do it. <laughs> Jeremy Wiles. Yeah, you bet. Jeremy Wiles, a filmmaker, founder, and uh, CEO of Soul Refiner. Again, the website, soulrefiner.com. So I hope you do go and check that out. Uh, there's a lot to find there that that you can benefit from and be blessed by. Um, and I appreciate you tuning into the Plum Line. Um, we'll certainly be have more on this topic and certainly have a visit in the future with uh, Jeremy Wiles as well. Thanks for tuning in to the Plum Line. The Plum Line has been sponsored by Reasons for Hope. Check them out at r4h.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.